What's going on, everybody? Daryl Freider, the club CEO here. And today we have another amazing episode of the My DJ Story podcast brought to you by the club app, the number one community for DJs, where you get paid to live stream your in-person events. Today we have my brother DJ Guerra here on the podcast. Can you please introduce yourself to the people who you are and where you're from? Yeah. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is DJ Guerra. Um, originally, I'm from the Philippines. I started off DJing there. Um, I've had a, I guess, a pretty interesting story of how I made it all the way to New York. So I'm currently working in New York. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that's that's it. Like my like short spiel, short intro. Um, awesome, brother. Well, we're super excited to have you on the show, man. And we want to hear about you and your DJ story. So take us to the beginning. You know, what sparked your interest in becoming a DJ? And just walk us through how you got started. Yeah, no, most definitely. I think um, I was over in the Philippines actually worked like playing on the national team. So I was like super into professional sports. Um, as you know, many athletes, they won't share the other side of being a national athlete, which is, you know, you you play hard uh, and then you party harder. Um, so outside of that, you know, I was always introduced into like the new clubs, like all the different like top spots within the Philippines as well as in Southeast Asia. Um, and I think there was just, there's one time when I was like, right, like waiting in traffic, driving home, and I, I noticed I had like song ADD. Um, and what I mean by song ADD, maybe this is like a self-coined term. I always like change the song after like 45 to a minute in, right? And I was like, clearly I can do something with this. Um, and you know, that said, another night when I was like out, uh, one of the promoters asked me if I like knew how to DJ, like at, on a random whim. And I was like, oh, being the confident self that I am, I was like, oh, I can definitely DJ. So he's like, listen, I'm going to put you in a set next week. So literally I had seven days to like prep and become a DJ and, and do all those things. So, um, you know, I reached out to uh, a DJ or a top DJ within the Philippines and he's like, yeah, I will definitely help you out. Um, and, and, and amidst those that one week or those seven days, like I just loved it. I love being able to like, you know, transition from different songs. It's like I definitely took my song ADD and transferred it into something productive. Um, you know, and on that set, I like, I killed it. Well, I, at least I thought I killed it. I thought the people, the crowd loved it. Um, and it just went from there. So, you know, from this little, like little athlete party boy that now turned into a DJ, I want, definitely wanted to pursue that. So outside of like, you know, playing in sports, I spent a lot of my time building up my crates, building up my libraries, building up the sound that I wanted to put out there. Um, and you know, it, it started to stick. So, you know, coming for that one gig, like I started getting gigs every week. Um, and then it came to a point when even if I had a day job, I would end up like gigging until like two in the morning, at least three or four times a week. Um, and then after that, like I was getting introduced into like the corporate scene. So like a lot of the Christmas parties, which pay the big bucks, like they, de they definitely wanted me on there because I was like an athlete slash DJ. Um, and then I finally got introduced into the like the Southeast Asian like music festival market. Um, which was great too. So I played in a couple of music festivals in the Philippines and a few in Southeast Asia. Um, and then lo and behold, in 2017, I took my MBA. So that's like when I transferred over to the US. Um, so I went to San Francisco and definitely being a new market, it's, it's like definitely different because in, in, in DJ world, it's, it's all about networking. It's like, it's not really how, who you know, but it's like the people that you can talk to, you can establish those relationships. It's not necessarily just the music that you play. Like, yes, you have the skills, but you definitely have to have this personal brand of yours to be able to, you know, get within whatever nightclub 
family that they are part of, so they can consider you to play. I think that's one of the things that like, you definitely have to pick up is the ability to network and then talk to people and and really just you know be able to make them see you as more than just this person who can press play and like mix in and have good flow with with the music you play. Um, so I definitely had to start from zero again uh, in San Francisco. Um, I tried myself out, like I, I played a couple times for free and like just to have them like listen to me. And I think once that happened, once again, it, it came from, you know, a gig once a week to like two to three times a week. And then, I, you know, it, it just it just went off from there. So I was like living the life, I guess, in San Francisco. Um, wow. then, That's a really amazing intro, man. Like, I'm super excited for this. You you saw something in yourself. You're very self-aware. You, you noticed just this, the little quirk that you had with listening to music in, in your car. And that, you know, projected you to to move into DJing. You saw the opportunity where your buddy asked you to jump on to the set and you just took it and you ran with it. And since then, you've just been killing it and, and working hard in the industry, man. You know, where did you get that kind of confidence that you can just jump in and do stuff? And, you know, how has that been like uh, something that's helped you in your journey? Because a lot of people are very apprehensive and afraid to just jump into things. But you just dived in head first. Tell us a little bit about that and how that has been super great for your business and in, in, in your career in DJing. Yeah. So, you know, honestly, I think a lot of people are scared of failure, right? Everybody's scared of failure. Um, you don't want to get no you don't want anyone to tell you no you don't want anyone to like you know like shut shun you off or, or just tell you like no you can't do this um i always went into things with the mentality of like what is the worst that can happen if you're already fearing the fact that people say they are gonna say no to you asking a question then like what do you have to lose um just the other day like i was in new york so you know i told you i was in san francisco then i moved to new york so now i'm in new york for like three months and i have to start from zero again I, I went to um, a few rooftop lounges, a few rooftop bars, and like I was just there to have lunch. Um, and I saw DJs playing. Like I literally, I had nothing to lose. And because of this mindset, I went up to the general manager. I was like, listen, I'm a DJ that's played in such and such country, whatever. And I was like, you know, would you be open for me like trying out? Or would you be open for me to, um, you know, maybe have like a test set sometime? And if I didn't have if I had a fear of rejection, like I definitely would have done that, right? But what's the worst that what's the worst that could happen to me? Like I had nothing to lose there, so I just ended up asking, and you know, lo and behold, now I have a few tryouts. Like it's it's a I guess it's a great mentality that you have to take into. Uh, there are times when you're gonna fail, but more often than not, if you just ask, you're gonna be given an opportunity. I think that's something that people have to take in, especially if you're breaking into new industries, breaking into new places, um, regardless of it being just like the DJ world. Um, outside of life, just just go into it with feeling you have nothing to lose. That's amazing, man. And I think that it's super important that you highlight it, that you got to be able to be prepared for rejection and just know that's a part of the process, you know, without actually giving it a try, you're going to limit yourself from the opportunities that come your way. But by having that, you know, fear of rejection, you're not going to be able to go further. And by being just confident in your abilities to just try things and be okay with the failures, you open up the floodgates to so many different opportunities. And that's kind of what you've done over and over again. It has opened the doors for many opportunities for you. And like being, you know, what has built your business just by being open to networking and meeting people and just putting yourself out there. And it's super important for DJs to hear just by the fact that nothing's going to happen if you fail or if you go and someone rejects you. What's the worst that's going to happen is you, you meet someone new and they know who you are. And that's still a positive thing, you know? So um, 
definitely, you know, take my brother DJ Garrett's advice and just be open and confident and, and put yourself out there without the fear of failure because uh, it'll get you very far if you do it over and over again. Yeah, and I would love to learn just, you know, where, where did it go from there? You know, after, you, you know, we got introduced to these different gig opportunities, you were, you know, pitching the people saying, hey, I want to do a test set. You know, where did it go from there? Um, well, I mean, this was actually most recent. Like, I, I was talking about possibly last week <laughs> or last weekend. I actually, like, went up to different, like, rooftops and, like, had a drink and, like, talked to general managers. Um, but, you know, from there, like, I sent them emails and they're, we already have back and forths. Like, they want me to come on next weekend and, they, and the weekend after that. Just, like, you know, play a set. Play a set for a few hours. And if they like me, they're going to they're gonna bring me in. So, again, you know, it, it's always consistently, like, you're being tested, uh, I guess, within the DJ market, regardless of where you're going, right? If, even if you're like an established DJ at an established nightclub, you're still being tested by the entire crowd that's there that you're, you're you know, you're technically playing for. So um, I guess that's maybe another tip, like within the DJ world, you're always consistently being tested. So not only one, should you, you should be prepared. Two, you should always like understand that, you, you know, you're always being like looked upon. Um, it, I guess it, I guess it's one thing for me too. Like as a DJ, I don't know if other DJs have experienced this too. But like, once you go to another club, you're always judging the DJ. Like I, I don't even know. Like you are definitely judging the DJ. Um, so you know, take those two things in mind as you start, you know, developing your career in in nightclubs and, and lounges and anywhere that you play. I love that, man. And it shows that you just don't stop. It's not like, oh, in the beginning you have to grind and then you, you know, after that, you don't have to really network and go out there. No, it's a constant thing. And that's how you're going to constantly grow by continuing to put yourself out there, pitching yourself, pitching your business, pitching your DJing um, talent and skills and, and the offerings that you have within your DJ business. And then that's how you get further because without it, kind of stops you know it's just like you, you'll run out of deal flow and you need to continue to build that network so you constantly have gigs and things to do um to generate income and and, and talk to me a little bit more about the business side of your djing you know there's the skill side like you said and there's also the business side how do you you know think about your business side and how do you you know treat your your, your hobby as a dj and turn it into a money generating life-sustaining business so that way you know you can you know pay your bills and survive and actually live off of dj i, I don't know if you're a full-time dj or if you have a, a part-time job or anything like that um, but we'd love to hear just how you think about your djing from a business perspective yeah um it's great that you say this because you know people ask me like what do you do and i have the hardest time trying to answer that question um my answer before was that i was a national athlete on the weekends I was a desk jockey working in advertising during the weekdays. And then like during the early, like late nights, I was a DJ. So like that was my answer, right? Um, and I guess it, it somewhat holds true. So I do work in advertising, like that's what I do for my day job. But you know, all the other free time, I've literally spent like hustling, networking, grinding and like trying to DJ. So um, that's the way I consider it. So I'm, I guess I'm, I would say I'm full time for both. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, uh, in terms of my business, I think because I, I work in advertising, I feel like I'm acknowledging the fact that as a DJ, you're not just there to play music. Like you should have your own brand. You consider your own business, right? Um, which is why I, you know, I came up with the name DJ Guerra, even though that's like my last name, it's stuck. Guerra means war in Spanish. If anybody who doesn't know that. Um, so I always take that you know, that principle to mind. So anything revolving around my name, like I have to have a specific branding for it. Um, 
outside of like playing music that is a lot more, I guess, say in the clubs, like it's more lit, right? Like my, the, the type of sound that I bring out there is like as if you're going to war. Um, I started off in electro music, opened up to open format. Um, so a lot of the things like I'm, I guess I'm a, a heavier hitter than, you know, traditional sense of the word that it plays a little bit easier, right? Um, li clearly living up to the brand name. And I think everything revolves around that. Um, so the way that I've always thought about my DJ career is that I have to open beyond just the music I play, right? Uh, yes, I, I play heavy music, um, but also in terms of the venues I choose, um, whether it be a little bit upscale or whether it be a club, like that's what I position myself towards. Um, and then also when it comes to like marketing, I don't only just market on like social media. Um, I definitely have a, a team of people that support me to help promote um, and, and try to feed into like different opportunities within these different nightclubs and, and things like that. And then lastly, I, which is something that, you know, you only think that all the huge DJs out there do is like you merchandise, right? Um, so I do have like, you know, camo hats and camo shirts and things like that that I sell. Um, and definitely your friends and family, they are like your biggest supporters. Like they will buy into everything that you do. Like they want to support you. And I think that's something that you have to do too. Um, even within the nightclub scene, like a team of other DJs that are your close friends, like they will support you as well. So I think just, just coming full circle, like when you think about DJing, you have to think about it as a business. You have to think of yourself as a personal brand and what your personal brand like wants to speak out to the world. Um, and then additionally, so is just make sure you have the right support base that will help you support you. Um, and I find that those, those, some, those are some of the keys to success when it comes to trying to create, you know, a DJ brand that, that can be well known, um, as well as one that like, you know, that can see a foreseeable future. Um, also a, a quick tip for any DJs out there, and I don't want to like harp on anyone, just make sure your, your DJ name is short and snappy. I, I've, I've seen a few that have it like seven or eight syllables. Like you definitely don't want that, right? Just keep it short and snappy. Um, make it easy for people to remember you. Great tips, man. Super amazing advice. You know, one thing I've been following you on Instagram for some time, and I noticed that you're really big on live streaming on Twitch. I'd love to hear a little bit about that and just how you think about the Twitch strategy and how you go about building a brand on that platform. Yeah, um, you know, actually, I only picked up Twitch maybe late last year. So I'm talking about like November, December. Um, and ever since then, it, again, it's been a learning experience. You know, the one tip, never stop learning. Like, that's what you got to do. Um, you know, I transferred during the global pandemic from an in real life DJ to then a digital DJ. And now I think we're at the cusp of like slowly creeping out back into the real world and back into real life venues. Um, so, you know, in, in terms of Twitch, it's, it's a live streaming platform. You don't get to interact the way that you do with other people. You don't get to like take shots with everybody else, like in, in the club. Um, and so I guess that aspect is different. I think what the opportunity that Twitch has is the fact that you get to reach a much more widespread audience. You get to reach people, not just within the venue, but you get to reach people globally. And I think that's, that's a great opportunity to actually get your voice out there, to get your branding out there and get yourself out, you know, as, as a DJ, um, especially in the digital world. I, I don't see a world where you're just going to be an in real life DJ. Um, in the near future, you're going to be a combination of both. Like you're going to be streaming, but then you're also going to be there, you know, living out in the world, having your own live gigs. Um, I, that's the way I see it for the maybe like the next five, six years or even beyond that. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess Twitch, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity. And I know there are a lot of apps out there. The club app is definitely one of them. Um, and it, you know, it's, 
it's a great way to get the exposure that you want, especially in times when you might not get as many in real life opportunities as you can. Um, that being said, there's definitely a learning curve to Twitch. I think there, you know, there's, huh. I think it's been, it took me like, you know, a whole day to figure out OBS and how to like make everything look work and perfect. Um, so yeah, I mean, I traditionally started, if you're not familiar with OBS, you know, you, you sync up everything from your video to your audio, to feed in, to stream out into the Twitch platform. That being said, there's so many like customization options. You can like have different overlays. You can change the way that, you know, you're seen on screen. So like right now, um, I have I have myself set up like in a DJ booth as if you were actually doing me in the club. <clears throat> and so, you know, you learn these things over time the same way that you would do in in real life, you have to have a certain amount of brand, right? So I made sure that I was a club DJ. My club, like my lay, my overlay is literally like a club. Like you would see it as if I was in a club. Um, additionally, so I think one thing that you definitely learn is to be your own like MC. Now, the reason why I say this is that when you're live streaming uh, compared to the club, like in the club, you get to talk to people, right? Like you get to talk and interact with people on Twitch or on other streaming apps, you don't have that in type of interaction. You have to you have to respond to people in the chat. And at first, that is very much a very difficult thing to do, especially because DJs, DJs, a lot of DJs, they, they just play music, right? They don't necessarily interact with the crowd. Um, <clears throat> that being said, I think in the past three or four months, you, you start to develop your own voice, which is great. It's like another great avenue that you can take into the real world. Um, you know, responding to chats, responding, creating like, you know, questions to have the crowd interact with you. I think you definitely, that takes up like, not only your networking skills, your socializing skills, but also like just being able to have your own voice in the world. And I think that definitely lends itself to creating whatever personal DJ business that you have and creating your own brand. Um, so yeah, you know, in terms of a Twitch strategy, I think it's similar to what you do in the real world, except, you know, you have additional things that you can do to improve your brand experience. Um, but yeah, it, like I, you know, like any streaming platform, be your own personal brand, be your own business, tap into who you really are, what sound you want to play, um, and make sure people hear that. I, I think it's, you know, it's the same thing as if you're promoting a club, which also I did. That's like, one of the things that you also have to learn as a DJ, like you can't just be a DJ. You also have to, you know, work the ins and outs of everything else that revolves around the music. Um, we can talk about that too. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, man. And I would love to hear, you know, what are the motivation behind streaming on Twitch and other platforms? You know, is it more of a brand building thing or is it actual income that you're getting or just networking or a combination of everything? Like what is like the, the highest kind of, motivation for people to do this and do you recommend that djs if they're not currently streaming on twitch or other platforms to start doing it yeah um the motivations for me was is i think primarily it's exposure um exposure in the fact that you know you are being able to play to the the whole world technically if you if you can if you can get everybody to watch you you're playing out to the whole world and i think that's like a great opportunity for anyone um Additionally, so like, you know, streaming apps, they are developing platforms where you can actually get paid to digitally stream. Like, I think that's also a great opportunity if you want to make it um, as a full time DJ or if you want to just get income on the side, like for weekends, whatever, what have you. Um, I think these are like, you know, the key motivations. Um, the motivation to me really was for the branding experience, though. Um, and, you know, do I think it's a great avenue for anyone 
who wants to be like a DJ and get exposure and get word out there, I, I definitely do so. So I think streaming apps are, you know, like I said, we're on the cusp of coming back from a global pandemic. Like, you know, lounges are starting to open up. I'm assuming, I supposedly I heard in May, EDC is still pulling through. Like, that's crazy, but EDC is probably pulling through in May. So like, you know, in real life gigs are going to be happening at the later half of this year. Um, you know, and honestly, I think we're living in a world where you're still going to be streaming, you know, you're still going to need to DJ digitally, but you're also going to get in real life gigs. So I think it's the same way that you would consider someone who has a day job <laughs> reporting to the office and not. Awesome. Awesome. This is really great, man. I'm super excited to hear your story and you've been very open and transparent with everything you've done and you've accomplished a lot and I'm super excited. And one personal question I want to hear is, you know, what's the difference between being a DJ over in the Philippines and also here in the States? Uh, I'd love to hear just the difference in the energy or the vibe or just the, you know, way that you go about your DJ career. Yeah, the the vibe, um, I'm, I'm going to say this, partying and having fun is the same around the world. Everyone loves to have fun. And you go to a club, you go to a, a bar, everyone loves to dance, they love to drink, they love to socialize. Like that, I think you can't take that away from any one piece in the world. Um, I think the, the key differences is probably taste of music. Um, I remember when I was playing in the Philippines, I was very much into like EDM. EDM and Top 40s music. Like that's what they love. I mean, they grew up with that. They watched Channel V and MTV. So I think that's like what influenced them to listen to the, the music the way that they do. Um, the minute I moved over to San Francisco, it was straight up Latin music, hi-fi, and hip hop, right? So like, clearly there's a huge learning curve there. It was very hard for me to like adjust at first. Um, but once I like started learning, like, which is also, you know, back to my tip, never stop learning. Like I had to pick up new genres. I had to learn new genres. Um, and, and with that, it just improved my, my skill set and the way that I play. Right. Like, so I used to consider myself open format. Now I really consider myself open format because I can switch from whatever genre you want me to play. Um, like a couple of rooftop decks over here wants me to play like Latin music, bachata and merengue. Like I can play that, um, easily. Um, and I, you know, I guess that's a difference, but it led me to a, to, to a life learning and, and here we are. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for that. That's helpful to me. You know, I'm definitely building a platform where we want to cater to all global audiences and uh, just understanding the different perspectives from different um, areas of the world is, is super important to me. So thank you for asking that, answering that. Sure. And um, I would love to hear, you know, what are some things that you're focused on today and how can me, the club and our audience help and support you? Yeah, um, you know, honestly, I think as DJs, we don't get enough, um, at least those are like building out, we don't get enough exposure or the opportunities, right? I think that's, a, those are the two big things, right? There are a lot of DJs out there, but they're like, hey, I don't have enough opportunities. Um, one, continue asking, don't, don't like, don't fear failure. Um, and two is just being able to find avenues to A, get your voice out there as a DJ, let them know who you are, your own personality, because that's definitely a big thing for branding. Um, and two is just being able to find opportunities. I think those are the two things that, you know, will help. It's not necessarily saying like, hey, here's a gig for you. No business is ever going to do that. But giving you the chance to have a gig, I think that's something that, you know, digital apps or, or some businesses that help DJs um, could do. Awesome. Thank you so much. And that's what we're going to focus on, helping DJs build out their brand, market themselves, opportunities for gigs, and a lot of different things. So. 
thank you for 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 helping me understand what i need to do to help you and sure. our audience are, are super excited to help and support you you told a tremendous story and have provided a lot of value in this interview um, at this time we're going to jump into the lightning round are you ready yeah let's do it describe your dj setup hardware and software hardware and software uh software record box use obs as well for streaming i use a denim uh, XDJ 1800 mixer, and then two Pioneer XDJ 1000s. Who's your favorite DJ? Ooh, hard. Um, favorite DJ is Marky Official. He's actually from the Jump Smokers. It's an older DJ, yeah. What has been your favorite party or event you DJed at and why? Favorite event was the Close Up Music Festival. There were over 15,000 people there, so that was pretty dope. Who's the most interesting person you've met through DJing? Most interesting person uh, in the Philippines, Steve, Steve Aoki. <laughs> yeah. What is one thing that you think is missing from live streaming for DJs? Uh, what I think is missing is being able to interact with people and actually read the crowd. And shout out to DJs that you know personally, whose stories need to be also shared on this podcast. Yeah, uh, huge shout out to the Dance From Home DJs community. They're based in Chicago. Uh, we have DJ Wildcat, Jeff Mobby, uh, Marky Official, um, DJ D-Double, and Koi Fabiosa over in Spain. Awesome, brother. So we look forward to hearing their stories one day. And any DJs that are interested in being on the show can sign up at djsignup.com. And brother, where can people find you online or even in person if you're still doing events? Yeah, um, I mean, you can find me on Instagram. That's Kit dot gera um but if not you can find me on twitch or soundcloud that is twitch.tv or soundcloud.com slash dj gera official awesome man this has been an amazing interview got a lot of value out of it and i know the listeners have as well i would love to you know stay in touch and, and, and figure out ways for me to support you um thank you for being on the show yeah and thank you so much too thanks for having me